Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mr. Bezos goes to space. Your news recap and Royce orders seeds on this edition of Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend starting now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend for July 24th, 2021. I'm Joshua Stark. Jeff Bezos blasted into space Tuesday on his rocket company's first flight with people on board, becoming the second billionaire in just over a week to ride his own spacecraft. The Amazon founder was accompanied by a hand-picked group, his brother, an 18-year-old from the Netherlands, and an 82-year-old aviation pioneer from Texas, the youngest and oldest to ever fly in space. Best day ever, Bezos said after the capsule touched down on the desert floor at the end of the 10-minute flight. Named after America's first astronaut, Blue Origin's New Shepard Market soared from remote West Texas on the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. The three biggest U.S. drug distribution companies and the drug maker Johnson & Johnson are on the verge of a $26 billion settlement covering thousands of lawsuits over the toll of opioids across the U.S. Two people with knowledge of the plans told the Associated Press. As a precursor to the bigger deal, New York reached an agreement Tuesday with the distribution companies Amerisource Bergen, Cardinal Health, and McKesson to settle an ongoing trial in the state. That deal alone would generate more than $1 billion to abate the damage done by opioids there. The trial is expected to continue, but the settlement leaves only three drug manufacturers as defendants. Today we're holding them accountable, delivering more than $1 billion more into New York communities, New York Attorney General Letitia James said in a statement Tuesday. China rejected an accusation by Washington and its Western allies that Beijing is to blame for a hack of the Microsoft Exchange email system and complained Chinese entities are victims of damaging U.S. cyber attacks. A spokesman demanded Washington drop charges announced Monday against four Chinese nationals accused of working with the Ministry of State Security to try to steal U.S. trade secrets, technology, and disease research. The announcement that the Biden administration and European allies formally blame Chinese government-linked hackers for ransomware attacks increased pressure over long-running complaints against Beijing, but included no sanctions. More on Jeff Bezos. He offered thanks to workers after his flight on Tuesday, but workers weren't having it. Labor groups and Amazon workers have claimed that the company offers its hourly employees not enough break time, puts too much reliance on rigid productivity metrics, and has unsafe working conditions. An effort to unionize workers at an Amazon warehouse in Alabama failed earlier this year. 
Robert Reich, former Secretary of Labor under President Bill Clinton and a professor of public policy at University of California, Berkeley, wrote on Twitter that Bezos has crushed unionization attempts for decades. Amazon workers need him to stop union busting and pay them what they deserve, Reich wrote. Bezos stepped down as Amazon CEO in July, allowing him more time for side projects, including his space exploration company, Blue Origin. He has said he finances the rocket company by selling $1 billion in Amazon stock each year. More after this on Arbitrage Trade State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around. If getting the most out of your investment is important to you, then beware of cheap entertainment when planning your next party. Omega Sound and Entertainment is a Hall of Fame mobile DJ company that travels the country, specializing in once-in-a-lifetime events from weddings and private parties to corporate events and more. For your once-in-a-lifetime event, invest wisely. Invest where the search for premier entertainment ends. Omega Sound and Entertainment. Online at omegasounddjs.com or omegasounddjs on Instagram. Powers Not Included, the comic book podcast. A podcast about comics, games, toys, and everything geek. They talk about Deadpool, Deathstroke, Deathlock, the Night of the Living Dead, and The Walking Dead. Why the fixation on death stuff? Find out when you subscribe to Powers Not Included on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. This week's State of the Bands blog includes lights, camera, matter, and leave me alone, and where the wood at? All this and more on this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage Trade Analytics, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, I need a loan, man. Uh, don't we all. Do you have any student loans, Josh? I don't, and I'm thankful for that. Um, well, most most uh, students and people in this demographic still have their student loans. Do you know most people are still paying on their student loans 10, 20 years after the fact? That doesn't make any sense, man. Well, hey, we borrowed, but that borrowing had a price. And just when we thought we might get a little bit of forgiveness, uh, that turned on us. Uh, because recently, the federal government has actually decided to uh, throw out uh, the $10,000 worth of forgiveness that they had previously earmarked uh, in the budget. So leaving a whole lot of people going, well, I guess I am going to have to back. And to make things just a little bit worse, uh, because there, people thought they were getting forgiveness, um, the amount that they were borrowing has increased because they thought it was going to be forgiven. So, like, literally it's gone from, on average, about 36 k that was earmarked or previously held to about 39k that's a very very nice car even a home for some people seriously man yeah it's been 19 uh 2020 and 20 2019 and 2020 was really rough for a lot of people absolutely and, and some people think that you know basically them cutting out student loan forgiveness isn't quite fair but speaking of fair, did you know that basically all of these loans and stuff are based on uh, a what we call a FICO score? Have you heard of FICO score? I have. Yeah, it was actually invented by a guy named uh, Bill Fair, and I believe it was Earl Isaac. And they formed a company and called it FICO. Fair Isaac Company. Yeah. FICO. FICO. Hey. Easy enough, right? 
founded in, I believe, 1956. And previously, did you know previously you could actually just get your pastor to write you a letter or, you know, or um, your manager to say, hey, he's good for it. And, and they'd actually give you uh, credit or it was even based on the neighborhood you lived in prior to. So, like, literally, it's like, oh, you live off of uh, East Memphis. You're good for it. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now FICO is based, that score is based on your consumer credit files um, that's reported to the National Credit Bureau, right? They, they make the score, but those scores can vary greatly depending on who's reporting it and when they're reporting it, right? And so what are credit scores used for? They're usually used to determine the price that you pay, for the, the interest rates you get on your loans, and everything from like even potential how much risk the company that you're trying to borrow from, like even if like for financing a home, you can't get a mortgage because basically it's rating on your risk on if just in case you default. Right. So this score was create help companies gauge how credit worthy are you? OK, there's more. It gets worse. Right. It gets worse. Your credit score actually can determine if you get a job or not. I'm glad I have my job. And speaking of that, more to come here on State of the Bands weekend, including me and Royce talking about light becoming matter. I I don't know. But stick around. We've got a lot more for you. Don't forget to come see us at arbitragetrade.com where you can find all the other podcasts that we do, including the morning one. It's called Daily. And that's right. We do it every day the market's open. Stick around. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Tokyo's 2020 Olympics opened this week. Yeah, that's right, 2020, because COVID. And man, has it been rocky for Japan during this time. Not only is Tokyo facing a six-month high in COVID-19 cases, but their Olympic committee has seen a ton of controversy. Let's review, shall we? Back in 2013, when Tokyo won the bid for the games, there were allegations from the French that bribery was involved in the International Olympic Committee's decision. The resulting fallout forced the resignation of Sunekazu Takeda, the head of the committee at the time. The game's creative director, Hiroshi Sasaki, resigned after making a demeaning comment about a well-known Japanese female celebrity. Last year, he suggested to planning staff members in online brainstorming exchanges that well-known entertainer Naomi Watanabe could perform in the ceremony as an Olympig. Watanabe is a heavy-set young woman, a fashion icon, and very famous in Japan. Sasaki's Olympic reference was an obvious play on the word Olympic 
For Miss Naomi Watanabe, my idea and comments are a big insult, and it is unforgivable, Sasaki said. I offer my deepest regrets and apologize from the depth of my heart to her and to those who may have been offended by this. Keigo Oyamata, a Japanese composer whose music is part of the Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony, has apologized for bullying a classmate during his childhood. The reports of his abusing a child with disabilities, which surfaced online recently and got covered in Japanese media, are sparking a backlash on social media demanding his resignation. Oyamada, a well-known rock musician, had boasted about the abuse in detail in Japanese magazine interviews he gave in the 1990s. I apologize from the bottom of my heart, of course the classmate himself, whom I have hurt, and to all of my fans, friends, and other people involved. Oyamada, who is also known as Cornelius, said in a July 16 statement on his site, his segment of the music will not be used for the ceremony. Former Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihiro Mori resigned as the president of the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee in February after sexist remarks made in which he said women talk too much. Gender equality in Japan is exactly the issue that was raised by Mori's demeaning comments and what drove his ouster. Women are largely absent from the boardroom and in top politics in Japan and they acknowledge that the organizing committee has too few women in leadership roles and no women in the vice president level. The Tokyo Olympics are welcoming 11,000 athletes with no public attendance in the midst of a populace overwhelmingly against the games. The pandemic is one reason and the soaring costs are the other. The official cost of the postponed Tokyo Olympics has increased by 22%, the local organizing committee said in unveiling its new budget on Tuesday. In an online news conference, organizers said the Olympics will cost $15.4 billion to stage. That is up from $12.6 billion in last year's budget. The added $2.8 billion is the cost of the one-year delay. Expenses come from negotiating contracts and measures to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Audits by the Japanese government over the last several years, however, show the costs are higher than officially stated and are at least $25 billion. About 80% of people in Japan in recent polls say they want the Olympics canceled or postponed. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics run through August the 8th. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we're back with Mr. Royce Wells. We had a lot of camera crews in here last week filming a a thing that you're going to see coming up. 
We're very excited about it. Uh, one of the things that we heard was lights, camera. What What is this lights, camera, matter thing? I don't quite understand. Well, first, let's go back. Way back. Let's talk about forces, right? Light and matter have been in an epic struggle since the beginning of time. I feel like a movie trailer coming on. <laughs> Well, in the beginning. In the beginning. Right. There was light and there were matter. And there were two different things. But guess what? They are one and the same. Two sides of the same coin. I'm confused, man. You're going to have to delve into that a little deeper. All right. Easy enough. There was an experiment. It's called Atlas. What's the name of the experiment? Atlas, the Atlas experiment, right? And in 2019, uh, they performed this experiment. And they took two photons and they smashed them together. And guess what? We got two photons. Woo! Yes. So basically, two particles banged against each other until researchers got a bit more solid matter. So in other words, they had babies and we have new photons and life is good. But if you want me to explain a little bit uh, more simply, uh, think of like two flashlights. You put them together, you're going to get a bigger, you're going to cover a bigger, wider range. So these photons basically let us see light as matter and matter as light. So basically every time they come together, it was going back and forth from being light and or matter. So something that was actually physically hard to something that was just light. Yeah, but this is something you can't do at the house. I mean, you don't have a large Hadron Collider at the house. So two flashlights, probably not the right. Well, know. hey, if you throw them at each other <laughs> more than likely something good might might not happen all right don't try this at home but basically scientists have been playing with electrum and magnetism for the longest time you may even like at the high voltage areas they have these signs uh, beware of uh high electromagnetic fields right so basically if like if you have pacemaker or you have anything that could be affected by electromagnetic fields they, they tell you to stay out of it and stay away so this is no different. Basically, this experiment helped them to prove that you can literally go from electricity into mag magnetic waves and then back again. But guess what? We've been doing that for years. They just wanted to be able to see it on camera, right? Think about your cell phone, for example. Okay. Your cell phone uses electromagnetic waves to transmit to another cell phone. But every time your cell phone dies, it has to use electricity to recharge itself. Literally, that's the exact same process. It charges and it d discharges as it transmits to the person you're trying to talk to. It's just that simple. Electrifying. Yes, shocking. But all of this is possible because of the weak force. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me. Well, that's actually the force that makes electricity transform from electricity to magnetism. It's not like the flash and speed force, but it is playing with light. But don't get those two universes confused. <sighs> Royce. And speaking of that, we'll be back in a flash on State of the Bands weekend. Someone help me. Research. Fundamental experience. Technical analysis. Statistical probability. It's what sets us apart and what will get you to stop watching and start living. Get started today at arbitragetrade.com. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. 
But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome traders to Winners and Losers Advertising Edition. Our first winner with a 4% gain provides advertising and marketing services worldwide. It operates in two sets, integrated agency networks and IPG Dextra, D-X-T-R-A. The company offers consumer advertising, digital marketing, communications planning and media buying, public relations, specialized communications disciplines, as well as data management services. It also provides various diversified services, including meeting and event production, sports and entertainment marketing, corporate and brand identity, and strategic marketing consulting. The interpublic group of companies, symbol IPG, starts at $32.78 a share. Next, this winner, Upcent, provides in-store and digital advertising solutions to consumer packaged goods manufacturers, retailers, shopper marketing agencies, and brokerages in the United States. It offers in-store signage solutions, which provides point-of-purchase services, merchandising solutions that include various corrugate displays, side caps, freestanding shippers, and customized end cap solutions. On-pack solutions, which include box talk, coupons, recipes, and cross-promotions, and digital solutions, such as programmatic advertising services. In six, symbol ISIG starts at 836 a share. Losers were a plenty this week with a hefty 31% loss. This loser operates a cinema advertising network in North America. The company engages in the sale of advertising to national, regional, and local businesses in Nuvi, a sim- cinema advertising and entertainment pre-show seen on movie screens and sells advertising on its Lobby Entertainment Network, a series of strategically placed screens located in movie theater lobbies, as well as other forms of advertising and promotions in theater lobbies. National Cinemedia, symbol NCMI, starts at 347 a share. And last but not least, at 14% down, this company provides cloud-based business spend management platforms, its platform connects organizations with suppliers globally and provides visibility into and control over how you spend money, optimize supply chains, and manage liquidity, as well as enables businesses to achieve savings that drive profitability. 
The company's platform consists of procurement, invoicing, expense management, and payment modules that form the transactional engine for managing a company's business, spending, and offers specialized modules including strategic sourcing, contract management, contingent workforce, supplier risk management, supply chain design, and planning, treasury management, and spend analysis. Coupa Software, symbol C-O-U-P, starts at 225.33. Winners and Losers is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute advice and trading. Advantages and stock prices were current at time of recording. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the content of this podcast, but you should seek out the assistance of a licensed professional for investment advice. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Royce Wells. I'm sitting here and we are talking you know, I talked to our friend Ed the other day, and he is building a chicken coop. Yeah, uh, that's right. Farmer Ed is building a chicken coop. Well, we were at Home Depot the other day looking at wood prices. Wood prices are so very expensive. Oh, my goodness. I, I Wow, I, I guess I should visit Home Depot more often. Or maybe we should go help him build that coop. I think we should. Well... I think I know what's going on. I thought it was uh, uh, the Fed because they were trying to force inflation and the dollar last year, right? Because they're forcing inflation, that means they're trying to force the price of goods to actually go up. And in doing so, you have to start somewhere. So basically build, start at where people are building. If the cost of wood goes up, then that means the cost to produce houses goes up, which means the cost to build goes up. That means the amount of money you're borrowing goes up, and basically it just trickles all the way up. Everything goes up. Yep, even the price of food, because even the the to deliver the food at groceries across the nation is up about 4% compared to last year prior to COVID-19. Would you believe that uh, the price of wood is up over 375% since last year? What's up? Yeah, that means new constructions on family houses is up over $24,000. Them chickens gonna have to find someplace to live. Yeah, we might be using PVC to build houses. Sounds like a plan to me. Well. Hey, it, it may actually work, 
the the the, th- the second thing is basically everyone uses wood, right? Right. We're trapped at home. It's COVID nineteen. People get restless. So guess what? They go to the Home Depot. They start building decks. They start building gazebos. They start building whatever they can to just get them out of the house. And also restaurants, right? We can't just cut our capacity down to twenty five percent. We still need to be able to earn a livable wage. Right. So that means they're outside building patio areas so people can sit and basically they're spreading out. You can't basically build up. So you build out. Right. So the demand for wood has gone through the roof and I don't see it uh, turning back anytime soon. Um, Basically, because now that they're letting us out, well, why haven't we seen the prices fall? Right. Well, there's lots of equations that determine what the fair price of things are. Well, they're just catching up. And being able to distribute how what the fair price is to bake that into their new prices. So basically, it's still trickling. Note the aftershocks of what happened last year is still resonating uh, through all forms of life. And I don't see it turning around anytime soon. Well, uh, that's going to happen because we had, you remember, we had toilet paper shortages. Yeah, trees. When COVID first started. Exactly. Guess what? Toilet paper comes from trees. That's trees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> paper shortages, toilet paper, paper towels, you name it, we had the short paper goods. If you listen to us about right at the beginning of COVID-19, we said buy international paper. It's up over 100% since last year. Holy mackerel. I should have gotten in on that, but I still have a job, and part of my job is to make sure that this gets done. So let's end right there. I'm Josh, he's Royce, and thanks for listening to State of the Band's Weekend, now actually on the weekends. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on Monday on State of the Band's Daily. You too, Josh. Thank you. Powers Not Included, the comic book podcast. A podcast about comics, games, toys, and everything geek. They talk about Deadpool, Deathstroke, Deathlock, the Night of the Living Dead, and The Walking Dead. Why the fixation on death stuff? Find out when you subscribe to Powers Not Included on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market